Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Tonight, crisis at the southern border. The U.S. nearly doubles the number of flights deporting Haitians. But CBS News has learned more than 1,000 migrants have been released into the U.S. Camp conditions in Texas continue to deteriorate as tempers flare in Haiti as some of the deported migrants tried to rush back into the plane. Plus, the steel barrier of SUVs set up by the Texas governor. The point is to build a wall of vehicles to prevent anyone from slipping into the U.S. The welcome news from researchers. The Delta COVID wave could almost be over. What they're saying needs to be done to prevent a winter surge. Plus, pregnancy and the vaccine. With only 30% of pregnant women getting vaccinated, the tragic toll COVID can take on those expecting and their unborn babies. I have never in my career been this afraid for the patients I care for. Manhunt intensifies. A dive team joins the search for Brian Laundrie. Plus, how Gabby Petito's death has put a spotlight on the 90,000 people still missing in America. College protests. Why hundreds of students are rallying at some of the nation's largest universities. Bus stop shooting. What happened as kids waited for their school bus this morning in Louisville? And baking up brighter futures, the secret ingredients, new skills, and confidence, our sweet story tonight. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We wanted to begin tonight with the worsening humanitarian crisis at the U.S. southern border and some heartbreaking images that are coming out of a migrant camp under a bridge in the Texas border town of Del Rio. Look at this. Thousands of mostly Haitian migrants, including children and babies, are living in squalid conditions, hoping to be processed by U.S. border officials. Now, the Biden administration says mass evacuations are underway with flights taking most of the refugees back to Haiti. But we're also learning more about the large number of Haitians that are being admitted 
into the U.S. with dates to appear in court. And there are reports that some Haitians are being bused to other Texas border towns, while others are being flown to Arizona. So there's a lot going on, and CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage from there in Del Rio. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Tonight we have learned the Biden administration has issued a request for a private contractor to help possibly house up to an additional 400 migrants at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, seeking guards who speak Haitian Creole. Tonight, mixed messages from the Biden administration. CBS News has learned more than 1,000 mostly Haitian migrants have been allowed to enter the U.S. as part of the legal asylum process, undercutting the administration's hardline stance that anyone arriving at the border will be immediately deported. Many of the individuals whom we encounter claim asylum and have a right to have those asylum claims heard as our laws provide. Border Patrol has not explained how it determines who is released and who is deported. Those who are allowed to enter have notices to appear in immigration court within 60 days. Tiffany Burrow, who runs a nonprofit in the city, says her office is helping hundreds of migrants a day who are released. I don't know if it's safe to say that during your time in this specific part of the border, yes. that you've never seen anything like this. No, no, no. We are a tiny rural community. I mean, that's half the size of our town. Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent a fleet of state-owned vehicles as a symbolic barricade along the border. Just outside the bridge camp, there are state troopers lined up as far as the eye can see in either direction here. The point is to build a wall of vehicles to prevent anyone from slipping into the U.S. Inside the camp, conditions continue to deteriorate as thousands await their fate. The U.S. is preparing to nearly double the number of Haitians deported by air. More than 1,000 Haitians have been deported since Sunday. Tempers flared in Port-au-Prince as some of the deported migrants tried to rush back into the plane. Back at the border, the anxiety over deportation is palpable. These teen girls left Haiti with their family for South America when they were just babies. So you know no one in Haiti, if they deport you, you'll be on the streets. Officials say the number of migrants still at that bridge camp has dropped dramatically from a height of about 15,000 to now just over 5,000. Nora. Manny Bohorquez, thank you. Well, now to the COVID pandemic. The U.S. is again seeing more than 2,000 Americans die from COVID every day as a CDC advisory committee discusses the need for those COVID booster shots. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Chen. Tonight, a CDC advisory panel is struggling to decide who should get booster shots. Some on the panel questioning whether the decision should be put on hold until more data is available. This as the nation awaits the FDA's decision on boosters. Meanwhile, President Biden held a virtual summit with world leaders on ending the global pandemic. He also made this pledge. The United States is buying another half billion doses of Pfizer to donate to low and middle income countries around the world. The Delta variant surge appears to be peaking nationally, according to researchers advising the CDC. They say cases and deaths will steadily decline now and continue through March without a significant winter surge. But in states like Kentucky, conditions remain critical. Inside St. Clair Regional Medical Center, ICU beds are full and the staff is overwhelmed. You can't ask nurses to take care of any more people than they're already taking care of. Which is why the Kentucky National Guard has come to help out. For Sergeant Darren Cushard, this is personal. 
it kind of just hits you a little harder when it's your hometown. I personally know at least five people with COVID that's in this hospital right now. In Kentucky, 91% of those 65 and older have received at least one vaccine dose. Among those 18 to 29, it's just 51%. Many of the unvaccinated wind up here. 29-year-old Samantha Wendell never made it home. Misinformation kills my cousin. Maria Vibendor Hayes says Wendell hesitated in getting vaccinated because she thought it might affect her fertility, something for which there is no scientific evidence. It was absolutely traumatizing knowing that you would never get to see them or hug them again. Wendell was engaged. Her funeral took place inside the same church where she was to be married. And here in New York, a judge has lifted a temporary pause on the city's vaccine mandate, which means that all teachers and other school workers must be vaccinated by Monday or lose their jobs, Nora. Still can't get over that in the same church she was supposed to be married. Nancy Chen, thank you. Well, tonight, the search for Gabby Petito's boyfriend is still focused on a vast nature preserve in Florida. A preliminary autopsy found her death to be a homicide, and her boyfriend hasn't been seen in more than a week. CBS's Jerika Duncan reports the case has brought new attention to the search for tens of thousands of other missing people. Today, veteran dive teams were called in to search underwater on the 24,000-acre reserve. They're using sonar equipment and boats, in addition to helicopters and drones. Still, no sign of 23-year-old Brian Laundrie, who hasn't been seen since the 14th, according to his parents, and is a person of interest in the death of Gabby Petito. A newly released witness statement from the day police pulled the couple over details the argument that led to this body cam footage. The witness says the two were fighting over Petito's phone. Laundrie was trying to keep her out of the van. In Wyoming, the coroner's office says final autopsy results for Petito will take another two to three weeks. Signs that Petito will not be forgotten include this memorial in Florida and ribbons tied around trees in her New York hometown. The FBI credited the online community for sharing valuable information and images to help lead authorities to the 22-year-old. But Petito's disappearance and subsequent death have raised questions about other missing persons cases, nearly 90,000 nationwide. First and foremost, my heart goes out to her family. Derricka Wilson is with the Black and Missing Foundation. But, you know, at the same time, there are Gabby Petitos and the Black and Brown community, and these families are desperate just to get their cases heard. Missing persons isn't a Black issue. It's not a white issue. It is an American issue. And we all have to come together to bring these missing people home. Laundry's parents appear to be holed up at their Florida home. Not a lot of activity there today. Tonight, Petito's immediate family is back on Long Island, where she is from. And we're learning that many in that community plan to light candles from their home on Friday in memory of Gabby Petito. Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you very much. Tonight, we were intrigued by this story because there are students at several universities that are demanding action after reports of sexual assaults at fraternities. CBS's Nikki Batiste reports from one campus where tempers are flaring. <laughs> the anger and frustration has been mounting ever since an anonymous post alleging sexual assault at a fraternity house on the UMass campus went viral last weekend. <laughs> Part of a reckoning of sexual violence within the university's party scene in Amherst, Massachusetts. 
Today, nearly 100 students gathered inside this building to share their stories. Don't lose your education over this. It comes on the heels of days of protests outside Theta Chi Fraternity House, where the alleged sexual assault occurred. A gathering that turned violent with shattered windows and a flipped car. What is happening here on campus? <sighs> a lot of sexual assault. Gallicare is now a junior, says she was sexually assaulted at a different fraternity party when she was a freshman. She still lives with the trauma. He grabbed me, threw me against the wall by grabbing my hair at the scalp very hard to the point where it hurt. But I do know that he was groping me. He was just grabbing at me like I was a thing and not a person. Care says she never reported the alleged incident because she didn't think she'd be believed. There's been a groundswell of protests against sexual violence. Last week, hundreds of students from Auburn University to Kansas held rallies to support all victims of sexual assault. Brandy Hefner-LeBanc is the vice chancellor for student affairs at UMass. Our process actually relies on students to come forward, relies on the Title IX office to look at situations and assure that we can hold them accountable to our student code of conduct. Late this afternoon, the Theta Chi fraternity told CBS News in a statement, fraternity staff members continue to gather facts and currently are not aware of any formal complaints filed against the chapter or members. Nora? All right, Nikki Batiste, thank you so much. Well, tonight, President Biden's approval rating has hit a new low. A Gallup poll finds 43 percent of Americans approve of the job he's doing and 53 percent do not. Only President Trump had a lower approval rating at a similar point in his presidency. And tonight, some of Mr. Biden's most ambitious plans are facing opposition. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. So, Ed, I just want to go through this because there were some big developments today. First, is the centerpiece of the president's ambitious legislative agenda now on life support? It very well could be, Nora, which is why he held separate meetings today with members of his party who were feuding about the details. First, moderates led by guys like West Virginia's Joe Manchin, who are concerned about the size and scope of the proposed $3.5 trillion budget plan. Then he met separately with progressives like Bernie Sanders, who want as big a deal as possible to address big concerns like tackling climate change or affordable health care. But the president eagerly trying to bring them together, given the slim margins his party faces in the House and Senate. And then, of course, the president's other top priority, Ed, was police reform in the wake of the George Floyd murder. There had been some Republicans that were willing to help out on that. Why did that fall apart today? Yeah, a major setback for him because he had called on Congress to get this done by the anniversary of George Floyd's, de George Floyd's death back in May. Democrats say Republicans backed out of the talks, which were supported by police unions, over issues like greater federal control or oversight of police forces. Republicans pushing instead to allow local officials to keep an eye on police forces. The president said he'll continue working with congressional Democrats on the issue and may take new executive action. Nora. All right. Ed O'Keefe, thanks so much. We want to turn now to the alarming surge in COVID cases among pregnant women. Just last month, a pandemic record of at least 20 expectant moms died from COVID in the U.S. And over the summer, about 1,000 per week were testing positive. The CDC recently updated its guidance, officially recommending that pregnant women should get vaccinated. CBS's Maria Villarreal reports now on COVID's tragic toll on one family. Nine years after Austin and Bianca Carrington met, the two were married in the backyard of their Arlington, Texas home and were overjoyed when their son Hollis was born. I pretty much 
dedicated my life towards making her happy. At 29, Bianca was pregnant with their second child when she got sick with COVID in July. Austin had just gotten vaccinated, but she was waiting. Her OBGYN said, yeah, it's safe, but we still wanted to find out and get even more verification. Within days of being admitted to the hospital, Bianca was intubated, miscarried, and then put on life support. The last time she was conscious, she wasn't able to speak. She just took my hands and uh, put them on her belly. And I just, <clears throat> I just said, yeah, I know, I know, I heard. Soon after losing their baby, Austin lost his wife. It's not supposed to be this way. Dr. Rachel Morris is a high-risk OBGYN at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. I have never in my career been this afraid for the patients I care for. In less than four weeks, her hospital lost five pregnant women, all of them unvaccinated. New data shows an increased risk of severe complications and death for pregnant women. And only about 30 percent have been fully vaccinated prior to or during pregnancy. You know, I'm glad for the mask. They can't see the tears in my eyes, the fear in my own face, because I know when they get intubated that they're probably not going to make it off the ventilator, but that we're going to do everything we can. Now Austin is left to raise 15-month-old Hollis alone. <laughs> I thought we were playing it safe by not getting the vaccine because of the baby, and uh, now... Turns out getting the vaccine would have been the safe bet. Mireya This is so heartbreaking. I wish people would listen to their doctors that are trying to help. We also learned from a study today that vaccinated pregnant women actually pass protection from COVID onto their babies. So it's worth getting the vaccine early. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Police in Louisville are pleading for help after a heartbreaking attack on students waiting for their school bus. Officials say a 16-year-old was killed and two students injured this morning when a car drove up to the bus stop and someone inside began shooting. The police chief suggested it could be gang-related. And if you just poured yourself a glass of wine, you may not be alone. Nearly one in five people reported heavy drinking in the previous month, according to a new Harris poll. That means at least four drinks a day, twice a week. The World Health Organization says drinking too much can actually weaken your immunity to COVID. All right, fans, tonight are mourning the death of actor Willie Garson. So what do you think of everything? You have swans. <laughs> 
Too much? When are swans ever too much? Well, Carson's best known for playing Stanford Blatch, Carrie Bradshaw's friend on Sex and the City. Cast member Cynthia Nixon tweeted today he was endlessly funny on screen and in real life. Carson died after a battle with cancer. He was just 57 years old. Tonight, we want to tell you about a job training program right here in the D.C. area that's helping women in need bake the world a better place. Here's CBS's Jan Crawford. Hey, you guys. Sadie Kirkland says she was broken. After 20 years of battling alcoholism and more than a decade of unemployment, the former Army private hit rock bottom. Both my kidneys had shut down. Oh, gosh. And I was in the ICU for nine days. It was a touch-and-go situation. That was her wake-up call, which she's answering here at Together We Bake, a Virginia nonprofit that uses baking to teach women in need about business, ownership, and being part of a team. In my lowest moments, I always felt alone. But here at Together We Bake, I have sisters that have similar stories. The sweet treats are sold in local stores and online. 90% of the graduates earn a food service certification, opening a door to the industry if that's the route they choose. You come as you are and you're accepted for that. Um, you know, you are never thought less of for something you've done or you've been through. You're back on your feet. What does that mean to you? It means to me that you can always overcome an obstacle. Overcoming any obstacle together. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Alexandria, Virginia. Well said, and kindness of others helps you overcome those obstacles. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, horror stories from flight attendants facing a surge of out-of-control passengers. Well, now they're asking Congress to try and do something about it. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.